When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mr. Worldwide to infinity, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. The Netherlands and Argentina face off again, and Luis Enrique is unemployed. It's Friday 9th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Dana College. And I'm Jim Campbell. Bloody Nora, it's Friday. With all this World Cup action, I've just lost all track of time and days. Mm. David, are you uh, are you looking forward to the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've also enjoyed my rest as well. Yeah. Nice having like a little break. I it? think that's what it is. Yeah. It feels like the weekend has been like the last yeah. couple of days. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for not football when mm. there is this volume of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because we, we just sort of... It's a bit like being a, 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 a kid at Halloween or something like that where you think just more sweets, more, 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 more. You mm. have to have a break. It's nice to have an opportunity to shower, isn't it? As well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like I won the bet, Jim. <laughs> Thought we were going to go the whole tournament, but there we are. Um, chaps, Netherlands versus Argentina. A classic. Is upon us. And we're starting with that because of the nature of of uh, the classicism involved, Jim Campbell. They have got previous in this tournament. It's a repeat of the semi-final, of course, from the 2014 World Cup in Brazil when Argentina knocked the Netherlands out on penalties. And, of course, King Louis van Gaal was in charge at that time. Uh, Van Gaal never forgets, uh, David. He said, we still have a score to settle. I don't like to think about it because I thought we would win. (laughs) Do you remember much about that game? Yeah, I do, actually. Quite a bit. No bloody goals. 
just another bit dead game. It was like a classic Van Hal dead rubber, you know. What do you expect a goal or two in this one? I mean, surely Friday night he's not going to let us down like England and the US did. He might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't care. Exactly. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. see him. I ruined uh, the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. Was <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it home? Uh, yeah, I'm smelt it down. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a, it's. I find this one quite tricky to call. There was a poll on our very own Football Ramble Twitter feed with all four quarterfinals. And uh, the one that seemed the tightest to call was England versus France. And then, of course, it was it was this one, which I don't think is that surprising. But going into this game, it is a fascinating encounter. And I think because of the way Argentina and their sort of emotional momentum, if you like, and Lionel Messi scoring some some lovely goals, one is immediately tempted to think, well, surely and there's, a, there's a sense of destiny. But the way the Netherlands, they, they were better against the US, a little bit more systematic. And scored some lovely goal, in particular that one. Was it Daly Blint who finished off that yeah, great move? Yeah. I don't, what are your thoughts, David? Uh, it's a real clash of styles. I think you've got the individual brilliance of Argentina and mm-hmm. the players who can turn it on a screw for them. Di Maria, Messi, of course. And I think there's a few others who have stepped up for them. But also... Oh, sorry, just adjusting my mic there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, and, then the scenes. <laughs> and then you've got the team unit of the Dutch who, you know, you look at the job they did against the US as well. There was a lot of very specific duties that each individual had, but it was always a focus on the on the, on the the team unit. I mm-hmm. particularly like the Van Hal's choice to, to put a man-to-man marking job on Tyler Adams where all the, all the US player was going mm-hmm. through in previous games. So I'm expecting something very similar here. It could be a, a Davy class and master class. There we go. I guess That's a lovely sentence to utter isn't it Jim it sure is the Dutch players have said that Van Hal's recovery from cancer of course which which happened so fairly recently and he didn't tell them that he had cancer so it's had a massive galvanising effect on them and, and brought the squad together there seems to be great harmony in the team now we've said that a number of teams England and France for, yeah. for example but the Dutch are very much there it's not always been the case it's course. really annoying what you want is the Dutch and the French to implode to I, sort I, of take themselves out of the game and they, they're both steadfastly refusing yeah, to do that specifically the French at any time now yeah, you know. <laughs> can, can they just go and um, like strike on a bus again, like we did that time? And all just sat there and just like, mm, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, no. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too late for kickoff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bye. And uh, the uh, the kind draws continue. Uh, we're getting off the topic uh, due to my no- uh, nonsense. But yes, Jim, the, the, the Dutch players have have said that, and 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 at the moment, you know, the Dutch media have been very critical of Van Gaal and the style, basically because he doesn't play a 4-3-3. Yeah. Because we know the Dutch like to play the West Ham way. treasonous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, they, but they love their, their, their uh, you know, history of so on and they, and they expect to play a certain way. Mm. But he often, I mean, he loves a wing back, does Van Gaal. That's where they find the width. And they've yeah. had Depay and uh, Gakpa up front. They've got some real, real quality there. They've got the, the opportunity to, to hurt Argentina, I think. But going, going back to the sort of team spirit thing, mm. I think in modern football, we are really seeing how important this is now. In, in, I'm sure it's always been important, obviously, but um, we've, we're, we see more behind the scenes than we've ever seen before with football now. Yeah. And obviously those those things, when they start to become public knowledge, um, just kind of feed into the game a bit more. And it seems like everyone is has got this kind of Southgate-style attention to detail in terms of bringing kind of squad harmony. And that isn't something you would expect of Louis van Gaal, is it? No. And it, you expect van Gaal to essentially not change his spots and to kind of be this sort of quite arch-disciplinarian mm-hmm. that we've seen him be in the past. But it's, it's interesting that it, he's kind of evolving that style a little bit to, to to bring these players together. Sure, but I mean, life experiences affect us all. And mm-hmm. that experience with cancer, I mean, I think he's obviously been doing that. I don't think he's suddenly had a huge 
change in, in, in approach with the Dutch side. But that has had an effect. There's no doubt about that. But if you think about back into the mid-90s, when he brought that young Ajax squad together, of course, it, I mean, largely Dutch players who would go on to have very good um, international careers and, and, and whatnot. Um, and so we have seen him do this before. And then, of course, when he's managed abroad a bit, and we remember at Bayern with his, getting his bollocks out and all that kind of stuff, mm. you know, he became... <laughs> At times, a caricature of himself, which he sort of is as well at the moment. Which is fine, though, because he doesn't care, does he? No. Yeah, but he I... He both does and doesn't take himself seriously. He's it's too old, too wise, too long in the tooth now to really give yeah. a shit what the press think of him. Yeah. And you, can, or you can already see his demeanour towards some press as well, who too try to trip him up. Yeah. Um, he always, you know, goes at them. There was a famous press conference he did when he was at Barcelona, and there was a guy constantly deriding his football at Barcelona. And he shouted, "Sempre negativo, sempre negativo." <laughs> basically, you're always, always negative. negative. You're always negative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, so he is. He's he's always had that you know character about him. I think. Yeah, true enough. Well, um, Angel Di Maria, of course, playing for Argentina, uh, said this about Louis Van Gaal because Van Gaal and Di Maria were at Manchester United at the same time. And he said the board knew that my problem was with Van Gaal. We won three 0 and I made a goal and assist. And the next day he would call me to show me videos of every pass I failed. Worst manager of my career. <laughs> Get a load of that. As yeah. if this fixture needed any more spice. Uh, it's... Spoke as if he was tweeting. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, well, and one of our lovely listeners called Nabil pointed out to us that Van Hal responded to these comments saying he's one of the few players with this opinion. I'm really sorry about this and I find it sad that he said this. Memphis has had to deal with it too at Manchester and now we kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Di Maria's <laughs> dodged a bullet there. No, <laughs> I think honestly, I know it's a funny quote and everything, but it is a great example. Look at the maturing of Memphis. He's yeah. the leader in this squad now. If you told somebody about four or five years ago, oh, Memphis Depay is going to be mm. leading the Dutch squad, he's going to be the most mature character for a World Cup. Dutch 40, squad. Forty-three goals and eighty-five caps. They'd, they'd laugh Impressive. you out the room. But he is. He's one of the most reasonable, rational people mm. there, and he's guiding the young players now. And that wouldn't be possible, I don't think, without the guidance of Van Hal. Yeah, I I, th- I don't think you can underestimate his influence and also how he will plan for this game as well. And of course, a lot of the attention will be on Lionel Messi. And uh, Virgil van Dijk, when asked about Messi, said the difficult thing about Messi is when we are attacking, he is chilling somewhere in a corner or something. And Van Hal said something similar as well about little Lionel saying, when they lose the ball, he doesn't par- participate much. That is where our chances lie. Yeah, I mean, but that is, it, it's a fairly common thing of players when they get older is that they conserve energy more and the thing that we've been hearing a lot about Messi is that he's actually just essentially watching analysing mm-hmm. and looking for weaknesses in the in the, the shape of the, and, and setups of the team mm-hmm. and that makes sense doesn't it well it does I mean you know in the Guardian they said that in Argentina's three group games Messi covered uh, 14,361 metres at walking pace which is more than any other player in the tournament presumably at walking yeah. pace of course I mean, what do you think of this David because we've seen Messi do this and of course just gets that moment and yeah. then slots it into the corner and that's all he needs because I think what Argentina have done and what they always need to do is when you're crafting the team you need to make sure you have the right parts around him I mm. think particularly at this tournament they found Brighton's own Alexis McAllister mm. who yeah. I think outside of Messi has been their best player mm-hmm. he has been absolutely fantastic and he has kind of taken advantage of the attention that is on Messi when he is just mm. lying about in one of these corners. They can all do that. They've finally figured this out though, haven't they? But it, this used to be a problem for them. The opposite was true. I remember um, Pablo Dybala talking about how he felt that he always had to look for Messi and a lot of players felt the same. Like Perhaps actually the fact that Messi has to sort of take it a bit easier now enables that or maybe it's a change in mindset where they've, they've, they've managed to use that as a, as a strength. But it, it seems, they, they seem and Messi seems different from 
from from previous tournaments because, in which th- that pressure has seemed to you can almost physically see it. But do you think Messi. that's because they won the Copa America? They finally Maybe. won a trophy. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. You know, it helps. It's a big mental block to work to uh, yeah. take away. And also, I just think they've got the right parts around him as well, mm-hmm. who can actually execute what the, what has always been required. And they've had many fantastic individuals. People used to say, "Oh, this is the dream Argentina team," and mm-hmm. they've played together and just simply hasn't worked just because yeah. you've had a, a mesh of you know five six brilliant individuals it doesn't mean it's going to work you need yeah. to get the actual balance and dynamic right when you say McAllister I do quite like this the RTE television in Ireland screened an interview this week with Alexis McAllister's Irish cousins before the Argentine <laughs> <Yeah>. Australia game. <laughs> right. I love the Irish diaspora there's yeah. a, they're, they're, it's an, it's an Intriguing thing, of course, and, uh, and 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 the Irish will always find out where it began. Yeah. And so, so will one day be an Irish pub on the moon, and it will yeah. be magnificent. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they 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 they, they tracked them down a, a, a few uh, days ago. They spoke to uh, an elderly gentleman called Dicky, which is what Dicky McAllister, who uh, is, is 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 a relative. Apparently, they also spoke to Noel McAllister. Presumably, that was quite an obvious one to <laughs> to pick. Uh, he said the uh, the ancestors came over with many other Irish people, of course, in the in the eighteen sixties. Perhaps that the whole of Ireland are behind uh, Argentina. We, we, we shall see. Um, speaking of Messi, though, obviously he's been at the centre of it all. But um, Van Dijk was also very complimentary of uh, Julian Alvarez, the Manchester City player. And he has provided, you know, in the same way we saw with Portugal, with uh, with Ramos up front, it kind of helped uh, some of their better players behind him playing a bit deeper, you know, have a runner doing a lot of the running and so on. Not too dissimilar. He seems to provide a lot of legs for Messi and Messi seems to love playing with him. He's just a really vibrant player. He doesn't stop moving and, and this is always key, I think, in that system. I know it's, they had a lot of problems. So De Maria obviously dropped out last game and they really, really lacked width when Papu Gomez played there. Mm. But when Julian Alvarez came in, they changed the dynamic. His yeah. movement, his running is brilliant. You need to have options ahead. Messi and Enzo Fernandez are always playing deep. They're always scanning who's who's ahead of us. But will then, Enzo Fernandez start? I think he's going to start. I think I think since they've brought him in the team, mm-hmm. they've played a lot better. I think he's been a big factor as well. And, mm-hmm. and funnily enough, him and Alvarez came up together through River Plate. Yeah, right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Alvarez is a he's a really cold finisher as well, yes. like properly dead eyed, and um, I think that that's helpful as well because he, you know, he's more than just a foil for Messi. He's a massive, massive problem in his own right, and yep. I think teams are you know have have struggled with that since he's come into the team. And like Martinez has really, really fluffed his lines at this World Cup. It's interesting, like how much better they look with Alvarez in the team. And actually, I think. Argentina's journey has been so interesting like the the crisis that it started with and how they've actually kind of found the team that works on that journey we're getting to the point now obviously this kind of always happens in the quarterfinals but teams are starting to face by its very nature the best teams they have played in the World Cup so you, you're really going to see what what both of these teams are made of. I can't call this one at all. Well, you I can, really, I really have no idea where you, this is going to go. You can make an argument for most of the teams in the quarterfinal, certainly with England and France, but you can make an argument with these two that they haven't faced that much. Mm, absolutely. Now I know the Dutch looked a little bit shaky against Ecuador, and they weren't brilliant against Senegal. But nobody won every game, right? No. So that, that a lot of the time you have to put that. Same with the England game, really. And we, I think we're all perhaps guilty of a little bit of an overreaction to that, is that as is the way and has happened before and will probably happen again. But there is an element of managing the group that mm-hmm. you can sort of disregard now, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the support will be in Argentina's favour, you'd imagine. Of course, yeah, it's that, mad, isn't it? It's gonna be amazing. 50,000 50, there. And, and the rumour is the head of the Argentine FA has basically paid for all the flights and accommodation for all these guys to go out. Just so they can really get behind Messi, wow. they can really. Get that, I mean, that's that's sometimes the case with with one or two football associations yeah. around the world. I mean, I know Morocco have done something slightly similar with with putting on more flights and so on. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's a fascinating one. But let's hope though that uh, Messi doesn't sort of cause a uh, potential 
in, um, well, could you call this an international incident? I mean, a pol- politician in Mexico has launched a campaign to ban him from entering the country after, obviously, that goal against Mexico knocked them out of the, the World Cup. But the, the politician in question is upset because th- there is a thinking that Messi used um, a Mexican shirt to wipe the floor of the, the, the dressing room after the game, which is not quite the case. I mean, he, he sort of seems to accidentally flick a shirt with his boot when taking it off. Yeah. So it's not quite sort of mopping up, going, eh, have some of that, Mexico. It's an odd platform, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, politics. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to ban Messi from coming into the country. <laughs> what? Yeah. You do realise that. But you're going to fix the roads. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Get him over here. That's the kind of thing that would... Uh, yeah, anyway, less said about that, the better. Well, yeah, an interesting one. David, would we have a prediction for you? What do you, what do you think? You, you, either way, Jim can't call it, can you? I think Argentina's going to squeeze it. Extra time job. Well, chaps, from one outspoken uh, manager to another. Luis Enrique has stepped down as Spain manager. He, of course, uh, led Spain to the semi-final of the Euros and the final of the Nations League. And uh, and they were beaten not that long ago, the only the other day by Morocco and... Uh, yeah, he's gone. David, does it surprise you? Yeah, I think it does in a way, but it's pretty sad, I think. Because I think he's yeah. done I think he's done a lot of good work since he's come in. Yeah. He's brought he, I think he's phased out a lot of older players that people normal people and he's not a normal guy, he's a special guy, um, would have kept around. He mm-hmm. phased he he phased those out. He brought young players through. I think he gave Spain a new identity as well. They they very much lost one. Um, and I think in Spain, I think a lot of people have become disconnected with the national team as well. They were they were pretty much you know very focused on club football. They were you know they become grown bored of it. I think and I, I think he gave people a, you know enthusiasm about the national team again. And it, it is it's a shame. He's a great character as well, and mm. I'm all for more characters in the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he said that the players executed his idea of football perfectly against Morocco. I think I think he's been kind. Well, I think that was a surprise. We said that, I was saying the other day on the podcast. If you think about what he did at Barcelona when he took over, of course, you know bringing them up to speed a little bit more because they'd had the tiki-taka yeah. under Guardiola and, and, and even a great idea like that, you know, begins to get figured out a little bit. It's always going to go far, but, you know, you've got to stay on the kind of cutting edge, if you like. And he'd managed to do that. And I thought he would bring that a little bit more to this Spain side for this tournament, but clearly not. I, I think he tried to. Well, I think I, th- I think he's really protecting his players there. I, right. think, I mm. think they let him down right. badly, to be honest with you. And I don't think they executed to the level that he wanted. So I think he's I think he's just backing them still to the. To There's the, a lot of youth in that team as well, and yeah. I think that's where this protection is coming from because yeah. this is a generation of players who look like they could go on and achieve something special. And there is a sense about Spain that they are oh they've it's it's become like the way people speak about the Dutch that we were referring mm. to earlier in Louis van Gaal not playing the four three three, and that people say oh Spain have got this particular style they always play in the same way. That's only really been true since 2008, and that's been tweaked quite a lot along the way. But mm. Enrique has managed to to keep that style in place in a way that, you know, with a few more years, looks like it could be successful. Yeah. So it's a shame that he's not going to be the one that, that is there to, to, to enable that. I mean, he won a, won a, you know, casual little treble at Barcelona that people don't tend to talk about because <laughs> yeah, Pep Guardiola did it so spectacularly recently before that. But it's, it's a shame. And it's also a huge name to be hovering around club managers when they're in well, a, a bit right. of pressure. There's quite a few now about Pochettino, Tuchel, mm-hmm. Luis Enrique, you know, throwing at that pile. Yeah, there's some good choice there. There is, there is oh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, talking of his retirements, we said this uh, right at the end of the podcast recently. Uh, Eden Hazard, of course, announced his retirement from international football on Wednesday. Apparently, discussed the decision with his teammates in the immediate aftermath of their draw with Croatia. Um, presumably, all his teammates said, "Yes, we think you should. You should probably um, do that." <laughs> yeah, he seems to have sort of, I don't know, in the last few years, kind of almost sort of fallen out of the game. Love with yeah, the game I mean, a little uh, bit. He had a very, very long period out with injury, mm. didn't he? It and that, that could do not, it. Too. Yeah, of course. It seems, and it, at his age. Um, 
and he's never been like the quickest player either, is he? That's it was more about the power that that magnificent caboose generates that's been <laughs> what made him so effective. Lost centre of I mean, he never struggles yeah. for pace. Yeah. Let's be yeah. clear about that. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him getting a big move to you know soon to the sort of Middle East or, or the I don't, USA. Did China maybe. still do that? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem. Doesn't yeah. seem to... It's a shame because he's, he's he's a brilliant player, unbelievable. You know mm. that 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 couple of years at Chelsea, I thought he was one of the best players in the world. Oh, he was. He's gone to Real Madrid, and, and like you say, I think he's mellowed a bit. He's lost interest in the game, and and sometimes people just switch off. He's got his big move. He's got mm. his big pay packet. He's probably just yeah. Lacking, well, there, there was talk there. he'd always come back from the the breaks overweight, and his 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 attitude was always like, "I'm on holiday, I can do what I want." Now mm. I'm back at work, I'll get up to speed. And yeah. you know, t- some players just approach the game like that, and that's that's up to them, and that's fair enough. But I think the timing of of that injury at Madrid is a shame. It would it seemed like such a good fit, and mm. it, it seemed like he could have been just fantastic. There. But I mean, he's achieved a hell of a lot in his career. Oh, of man, course, of course, and, yeah. and, and I think that some people. Sometimes you realise that, and certainly a long-term injury can do that. But sometimes your desire just sort of wanes mm. a little bit. And if you're at someone like Real Madrid, if your desire yeah. does wane even just slightly, it will be noticed. You know, in other clubs, if you're at a, I say a smaller club, because you know pretty much every club on the planet is smaller than Real Madrid. You know, but you can have that where there's a little bit of wiggle room. Whereas if your desire goes even just five percent, you know, sometimes it can be kind of sniffed out. I suppose. But there we are, um, chaps. Before we go for a break, I just wanted to bring in some. Um, Comments that uh, Nasser al um has said uh, in uh, light of uh, a migrant worker who died during the World Cup while performing repairs at the resort used as a training base for the Saudi Arabia squad. Now, according to sources, a Filipino man in his 40s died when he fell from a ramp while operating a forklift truck. Uh, he apparently didn't have a safety harness on. Sources say they were surprised that a third worker wasn't present to assist, which would usually be the case for this work. And that man, uh, Nasser al Qatar, who is the CEO of the Supreme Committee, uh, responded to the BBC uh, in quite astonishing fashion. He said, we're having a successful World Cup and this is something you want to talk about right now. Death is a natural part of life, whether at work, whether in your sleep. A worker died. Our condolences to the family, but strange, it is something you want to focus on as your first question. I mean, I suppose astonishing doesn't really get close to it, Jim. No, just what an absolute failure of a character this person is. Just just abhorrent. Just absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, to say that when it's it's a natural part of life, whether at work, I mean, it doesn't seem natural if you fall off something. Do no, you know what I mean? No, no, it's just it's just an inability, I think, to ascertain the level of anger or you know disregard that you know that the that we have for it, that, mm-hmm. you know, the critics have for it. They don't understand the level of criticism that's been you know that's been lobbied at them. They don't understand the criticism at all. I mean, we've been talking about this for years now in the making of this World Cup. You know, some are reporting that there have been thousands of deaths. And, and and that is the point. This is nothing to do with uh, people not wanting the World Cup in an Arab or Muslim country. This is nothing to do with, uh, you know, people hating on Qatar just because it happens to be Qatar. This is scrutiny of thousands of people reportedly dying, fit, healthy young men dying, uh, and, and now this has happened as well. It is very, very avoidable. And when the tournament happens and you get people saying, actually, do you know what? It's all running quite smoothly over here. The stadiums are amazing. Well, they've spent over 200 billion. Mm. You'd expect something in return, would you not? And then Infantino saying, oh, it's been the best group stages ever. Suddenly, the the you know this guy, the CEO of the Supreme Committee, of course, and 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 others who are in similar positions in Qatar, suddenly go, oh, great, we can get, we can stop focusing on all those deaths now. Yeah. We, we focus on the football. What a we, brilliant job we've done with the football. It's like the footballers and, and the management staff have done a really good job with the football. Yes, exactly. You yeah. Can't have the credit for that. I just I just find it 
ridiculous. And this whole business of deflecting, going, ah, well, yeah, but what about European colonialism? Yeah, we all know that was bad. Mm. No one's saying that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, uh, yeah, but the trains are running smoothly and so on. Yeah, great. But this, we're talking specifically about this. We're not having to go at your culture. We're not having to go at anything. We are talking about the treatment of migrant workers, people. We're talking about the work, the, the, the treatment of people, and it is it is absolutely astonishing. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, when Kate Mason uh, did a great uh, job when she did a, a documentary of us on the Ramble, uh, you know, Inside the World Cup, episode one, of course, came out before the tournament. So if you want to know more about that, I'd give that a listen as well. Right, let's have a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. major problems with it for me looking at that video that cat hadn't done anything wrong welcome back to the football ramble everybody right it's now time for betfair's popular bet builder when you bet fair on the world cup you can use betfair's handy app to place your bet builders and you'll get access to some pretty decent handouts too every week through this season we've been placing our own ramble popular bet builder on football's biggest matches and this weekend is no exception things are getting spicy now at the world cup <clears throat> 
It's the quarterfinals and there's only one game we could pick for today's popular bet builder. It's England versus France on Saturday. David, you're up first. What are you going for? I'm going for both teams to score. I think both teams have uh, got defences that can be picked at and ultimately they've both got excellent attacks. Mm. Uh, you know, Mbappe, Kane, you know, there's going to be goals in this one. All right, Jim, what about yeah, you? I've, I've gone pretty route one. I've gone for Kylian Mbappe to score at mm. any time because uh, they wouldn't let me have the sun coming up. And it feels as inevitable, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, our very own Luke Moore had this to say. Hi, everyone. My Betfair selection for the France-England game is there to be a sending off in the game. I think it's a bit of a pick a bit of a 50-50 coin flip of a game. I think tensions will run high. I think they could boil over. And I think the referee might have to make the difficult decision to send someone off. So my selection is a red card in that game. <sighs> A red card. England haven't got any cards so far on the tour. Who do you think it gets sent off? Yeah, Who do you think it gets sent off? If anybody got sent off in that game, who do you think it gets sent off? Oh, one of the fullbacks for France. Can't keep up with Saka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, my pick is um, England to win in 90 minutes. Ooh, yes. Uh, England match odds. So that's England to win in 90 minutes. So uh, so there we are. So David, you've gone both teams to score. Jim, you've gone killing Bappy to score at any time. Luke's got a sending off in the game and I've gone England match odds as I say England to win in 90 minutes a £5 bet on this popular bet builder will return £353.83 if we win all that money we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook T's and C's apply you've got to be over 18 for more information on responsible gambling head to begambleaware.org right gentlemen back to the quarterfinals Croatia versus Brazil today at 3pm David Eh? Can those Croatians do it? They, they, they find a way, don't they? But surely this is too big a match for them. I just feel the criticism of Croatia extends to, oh, wait, they're dead, aren't they? They're just finished, they can't do it. Can't do it. So they'll have a shit first half in this yeah. and it'll just come out in the second. Yeah. Incredible. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing um, what, they've, what they keep doing. Uh, Modric, as we know as well, you know, Kovacic, I think, has been excellent. Mm-hmm. At the back, they've probably got the centre-back of the moment, Joseph Gladiol. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's, he? Yeah, and he's got that intimidating mask on as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see Richarlison versus Gladiol just yeah, being that's gonna be, tasty. Yes. Needle-heavy, oh. shall we say. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah, a lot of shit hills, Yeah, very much so. I think I get the impression that Croatia love playing international tournaments so much they deliberately take it to extra time. They're yeah. just so into it. Yeah, we want more of it. I kind of can't believe they're this good when there's about 15 of them. <laughs> they, so res- they respond to criticism and, 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 and being hu- humiliated and being that really well yeah too like I've noticed that and a lot of Brazilian fans are kind of almost saying oh this one's going to be a, you know it's easy well let's be honest like if you offered Brazil a quarter final with Croatia they would have bite your hand, bitten your hand off I think that. so but as you say the Croatians know how to to kind of rally round and so on and we saw that I mean they used those comments as we said from John Herdman of Canada which yeah. you know he was on the front page of that uh, Croatian um uh, tabloid, uh, tabloid. Let's yeah, let's say definitely a tabloid. You know, so they so they they love a bit of this against England in the last yeah. World Cup, of course, when the, some people suggested, oh, they're a bit tired and so on. And Bilic was there going, ah, this is nonsense. He clearly got amongst it. All right, they're, they're saying this about you boys. You know, they're a small country, we know that. But look at their their World Cup pedigree or their their international tournament pedigree it's, since nineteen ninety two. It's remarkable. It goes under underrated. Yeah. They've they've performed better than England since. You know, well, I get too stat heavy, but certainly since they've been a country since what, the early nineties, they, they, they've been super. I mean, they've, the fact is they've reached a final. Phenomenal. They're the only finalist for 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 decades that was a surprise finalist. Yeah, you, you seldom does a small team win a semi final. They yeah. cons- they consistently 
produced incredible players. Yeah, you, going all the way back, um, you know they always bring them through, and and they've got they've got the best mid, one of the best midfielders of all time in Modric, mm-hmm. and they're just constantly. And Kovacic has been very very handy. He really steps up. I think what Modric can't do anymore, Kovacic yeah. steps up to do. Yeah, uh-huh. under four million people. That's what I mean. It's, it's absolutely it phenomenal. So, and when I say small team, I mean, you know, population, or, or, really, but also unfancied sides as well. Um, you know, the final in 2002 was never going to be South Korea versus Turkey. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yes, but they, they did look a little bit leggy though against Japan. Let's, let's be honest. But they, they obviously, they, they, they won that game. Um, Marcelo Brozovic though has been quite something. He broke his own record for most distance covered in a World Cup game. He ran 16.7 kilometres against Japan, which topped his 16.3 kilometres against England in 2018. So all the running so is on the, him. These are the tired guys, right? <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's got a bomb tattooed on his neck. He yeah. does, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. <laughs> yeah, no, we respect him. We, we, we love him. We take our hats off to him, definitely. But I mean, that is phenomenal stuff, you yeah. know. And that's what I mean, that sometimes with the teams, if you do have one or two runners in there, we spoke about Argentina with, with, with this sort of thing as well, that you have a guy who's doing that and you've got half a chance. I think Brazil are there to be got at as well. I've said this before, I think, on the show about the fullbacks as well need to be tested. And if you've got Perisic just making those runs that he does, getting in the box, making the right decision, then it could make things really interesting. So they've mm. got the players to do it, yeah. They do, yeah. But so do Brazil, though, Jim. They're quite good, mm. aren't they, is what we've seen so far. They were absolutely phenomenal the other night. Yeah. What, did you, what did you think of, before we get the football, obviously we're big fans of animal pitch invasions here. Mm-hmm. We did a whole podcast dedicated to it. What about the press conference with uh, Vinicius? Um, there was He was interrupted by a cat appearing on the table and the chap sat next to him just seemed to pick up the cat and throw it off the table. It, it can happen. My my flat appears to be some sort of social club for cats. They just come <laughs> round when they feel like it. Okay. Um, do you remember so, that woman who put the cat in the bin? Yeah, that, do you remember when that was the news? Yeah. It was a better time, wasn't it? Much, well, I mean... Yeah, Not for the cat in that no, question, no, 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 obviously. But, but, no, but you're right, it was. It was pure the cat time. was okay. The cat was okay in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Cat in a bin woman. If you're not from England, <laughs> we're a weird little island. Google it. Um, but yeah, it was, it's really bizarre. How did the cat get into this press conference? Vinicius, what's really lovely about it is Vinicius, he's, he's just laughing the whole way through. He's trying to keep answering his question, but he just yeah. breaks out into a big grin. But like the guy, like the guy presumably from the Brazilian association, just mm. like just chucks the cat away. It's crazy. And clearly there's some sort of reaction to it. He's like, what? It's got yeah. eight, got nine lives. By the way, as, as loath as I am to go back to, to a very, very sort of pedantic point, you know, the, the island is Britain. I'm just because of my quiz question the other day. On the Fair Rumble, enough. You Fair know, enough. people are out to get us. Yes. And Sorry, I should have stipulated everyone. in that quiz question that obviously Gibraltar is not a nation, so it doesn't count as a country bordering Spain. <laughs> Thank you for covering my back there. <laughs> That's all right. We're here to do that for each other, I feel. Um, uh, if there's a cat on the desk, Jim, I, I, I will... I apologise to Scotland and the other one. That's <laughs> 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 oh dear if there's a Welsh cat on the desk I will throw it off for you Jim. don't worry about it uh, yeah I mean uh, of course Brazil had a lovely old time against South Korea Dave it's 4-0 up at half time uh, they were dancing much to the ire of some pundits around the world uh, Vinicius responding to that criticism said we still have many other celebrations to do come on <laughs> I love that he has put rocket fuel <clears throat> into Brazil and they, they don't, you know, don't lack for that in the first place. Yeah. May we keep playing well and dancing a lot so we can get to the end of the World Cup in that rhythm. 
<laughs> if Brazil stopped dancing after goals, that would be so lame. Like, what is wrong with Roy but Keane? They, but they just—that's that is a cultural thing. Totally. They love a dance. It's, it's part, but it's a cultural part of the World Cup as well. Like, remember, we remember the famous Bebeto baby celebration yeah, yeah, in '94. Yeah, it's like it's the Colombians like, like to dance in. Uh, would it have been 2014? I think Hamas Rodriguez scoring all those. Don't know what you're doing dressed as a big bird there. <laughs> just watch the game properly. Just you, enjoy the joy. When I interviewed uh, former Scotland international Kevin Gallagher who played against Brazil in the 98 World Cup he said that story which I've told on him before <clears throat> excuse me but I'll tell it again damn it all because it seems relevant he said before that 98 World Cup final opening game it was Brazil v Scotland because they used to do well some of them used to, would do the holders uh, playing first rather than the hosts because nowadays it's usually the hosts that play and because of the um, opening ceremony taking ages uh, they were not given the warm-up time on the pitch that they were they they wanted and needed, which is mad if you think about yeah. it. But you know, it's the World Cup, it's FIFA, the pomp, and all the rest of it. So what they were doing is the Scotland players were kind of doing shuttle runs in their trainers up and down a little corridor, um, which would lead out to the tunnel uh, before the game. And when you get to the end of the corridor, you could see through. There's a little portal called a window that you could see through to the next one, and they could. And when you got to the end of it, you could see some of the Brazilians there. And I said, oh, were they doing little shut runs? And he went, no, they were just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not even for TikTok either. It was just yeah, living, yeah, living in the moment. That's what I mean. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Not just... a phone inside. It's yeah. what? Like... <laughs> exactly. Pure joy. Yeah. Oi, oi, we're about to play football, lads. This is amazing. <laughs> How is it that that is so intimidating? Get that cat out of here. What? <laughs> I know. It really is. It shows you the confidence and so on, despite there being huge pressure on them. Um, but but there we are. But Richarlison, though, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, David, how does his role differ for Brazil compared to Everton versus Spurs? Because we often see him sort of coming in more from the flanks uh, for, for those sides. But Brazil, he seems to be like their number nine. He's their pure nine, definitely. Mm. They've, they've got players who can stay in the flanks and also do a better job, I They're think, They're stacked in, the in those areas, Yeah, yeah, they? exactly. He's, I think um, at Spurs and when he was at Everton as well, he was more of a workhorse down the flanks. Mm. Now, Brazilians, Brazil's uh, flank players are more style. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we've seen with Vinny, as we've seen, you know, with anybody who crops out there, Rodrigo's come on. I thought to a great effect as well. Um, Anthony as well came on, so you know, they've got a Little lot of options. Neymar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Neymar. They've got a lot of options in wide areas. Um, so yeah, so his job is solely to hold, be that focal point, hold mm-hmm. that nine position. I don't know. Um, Roberto Firmino used to play it as well, but mm-hmm. I think Richarlison does way, way better. He's a bit more of a ruthless finisher, but also he can do the hold up play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a lot of skill as well. People, a lot of people forget. But you think Brazil were crying out for a number nine? Really, you think about it, because Gabriel Jesus was was touted for that, but he said to Chichi, he was like, mm, I think I'd rather play on the on the wing and teacher was often said hang on there's a lack of confidence here and obviously it's sad that he's got his injury and so mm. and he has played his part but talking about you know in, a year or two ago whenever it was and he and he seemed to kind of almost like not want that sort of responsibility he preferred to be out in that flank whereas Richarlison clearly is not struggling with any kind of confidence issues he's thinking hang on a minute if I want to play out wide there's probably no room for me right give me the number nine shirt and I'll go straight down the centre yeah. for you. It's an interesting um, option for Conte. Obviously, he'll be very well aware of Charleston's qualities and, and what he can bring to different positions. But it does... Um, it, it looks like they've got a deputy for Kane right there if he picks up an injury at any point. Just yeah. shift him in a bit and off he goes. Very true. Uh, the aforementioned Neymar, of course, scored on his return to Brazil uh, in their starting 11 against South Korea, which was which was good to see, I think. He's one goal short of matching Pele's Brazil record of 77 goals for his country. I find that incredible, Jim, because yeah. you, you could you, obviously Neymar's been a huge player for them. But when you're reminded of that, you think, bloody hell, he's actually been... He's really delivered as well. Well, he has. And, and I mean, that stat is absolutely incredible. 
So you've got to be careful, Croatia, you know, because he's quite handy. Um, but yes, uh, now Croatia manager Zlatko Dalic said that he's um, he's a Brazil of the most powerful side and the best national team at the World Cup. Um, when you look at their selection of players, their quality, skills and value is indeed terrifying. I think we have a great exam ahead of us. I love how he worded that. Yeah. A great exam. He did also add that it wouldn't be a huge upset if Croatia won. Yeah, just filling the boys with confidence. Yeah. They weren't in the final last time, were they? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, David, Ivan Perisic became the fourth player to score in the last three men's World Cups, including this one, joining uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi and Shakiri. Yeah, it's an esteemed list, I think. What do you think of old Perisic? Is he still... I mean, he's not... Well, I, do you know what? I was about to say, has he got the legs? But here I go. Here we go again, talking about Croatia playing into the hands. That was a great header he scored against Japan. Yeah, he's a problem. Honestly, he's a problem because I think he's quite deceptive because sometimes he can look out on his feet and dead and people's like, oh, Perisic is finished, my yeah. God. Yeah. And then suddenly he'll just burst from yeah. that flank yeah. into the box and mm-hmm. he's doing things. So yeah, he's a problem. He's one of the... you know the elder statesman of that squad who can't yeah. be ruled out. He's a clever player, isn't it? It's just, we were talking about Messi doing the same thing earlier. It's, you know, For some mm. reason, if Perisic does it, it's because he's knackered. <laughs> if Messi does it, it's because he's a genius. That's good. Yeah. Spoken like a true Piers Morgan fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, any predictions on this one, Jim? You think Brazil? Uh, I th- yeah, it's got to be Brazil, isn't it? Yeah, I think Croatia will give them a game. I don't think, they, I don't think they're going to get thrashed. But you go um, for the non I, I, I remember saying before the semi-finals of the... Um, the of the 2014 World Cup that we're unlikely to see any thrashings at this point so who (laughs) you can't rely on what I think okay what do you reckon Uh, Brazil 3-1 in normal time there you go I love that love that prediction All right, everybody well uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair part of the ACAST Creator Network tomorrow on the continent is back to review those juicy quarterfinals and before that Luke and I will be back in your ears today to preview England versus France so that's two episodes coming at you like Cleopatra uh, Luke and I on Friday afternoon and then on the continent on Saturday after the first pair of quarterfinals there we are we're looking forward to it, everybody fingers crossed for those three lines thank you very much Jim Campbell thank you thank you David Cartledge oh thank you thank you everybody have a good weekend up the England Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.